While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast. If you are new here, welcome to it. Uh, if you're returning, welcome, welcome back. Uh, but if you are new, my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, a coach, instructional coach, uh, a number of different things, and I host this podcast called Classroom Brew. Uh, if you want to reach out, we are at Classroom Brew, no spaces, no numbers on social media. We also have a Patreon. It's Patreon.com/slash/ClassroomBrew, and that gets you not just bonus content, but also some access to podcast merch just by supporting the show, so we appreciate that. Uh, A big shout out to Lish, James, Cindy, Melinda, Sabrina, Leslie, Leo, and Adam. Those are our current Patreon members, so I appreciate you guys to help this show kind of keep going and handle those production costs. So big shout out to you guys. Um, I'm out of, (laughs) I'm out of breath. I don't know why. I guess I'm just out of shape right now, but this is essentially the last couple of days uh, as I record this, before we we go back from from winter break, and I gotta tell you, I'm really not looking forward to it more than most years. Um, there's the the possibility uh, that I might be taking on a student teacher, which is pretty cool, and from the same program that uh, Peter and I actually got our uh, and Barb, as well as as uh, a few others who have been on the podcast, Sam, uh, the same program. So that'll be really cool. It'll be <laughs> It'll be weird to be on the other side of student teaching, being the mentor teacher. Um, not because of the, the task itself, because I mean, I'm a mentor teacher and instructional coach now. <laughs> like, I do that like instructional coaching stuff all the time, um, whether it's you know, just for a fellow colleague or someone on my caseload. But it just the, the mere fact where it's like uh, a few years ago, I was on the other side of hiring a teacher. When a few years prior to that, I was the one that was uh, desperately, you know, going to all the interviews and the demo lessons and the printing materials and all this stuff. Uh, so it's just weird to be on the the other side. Um, and, and the the hiring where eventually Peter was hired, that one was a little bit less weird because I had done it before. So I, I don't know if anyone has done the mentor teacher to a student teacher thing. I, I'd be curious uh, if people do it multiple times. Uh, maybe I'll reach out to like Joe and, and uh, maybe even Chris, who was my internship teacher, but still part of student teaching, really. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it'll be fun to to do that. I don't really know what you uh, get out of that. It'll be weird to step away technically from my my classes for for a minute there. Uh, and I'm I'm sure that there are some students who are gonna love it, and some who are gonna hate it. Uh, not because I, I don't think that I'm a very polarizing, maybe I am polarizing for some students, um, by simply asking them to do schoolwork that is essentially doing too much, as they would say. But I feel like it's just a chance for them to to be rude and say, oh, I prefer your student teacher. Like, ugh, do we have to have Mr. F come back? 
I feel like that's going to happen uh, because that's what happened when I was a student teacher is that people are just, and by people, I mean students, they're just looking for something different or some way to just get that message across as if it's not being rude. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, but I'm hoping I can be a, a helpful mentor to a student teacher mentor, whatever your, your thing is. Um, again, not worried about the instructional coaching uh, part of it, but you know, just more the, the guidance on uh, not just pedagogy or, or teacher practice, but also all the other stuff. Um, maybe I should make like a to-do list, a checklist of like, because there's stuff you don't think about, you know? Uh, and I'm sure there's someone listening that they've already done this with student teachers. Maybe you are also an instructional coach. So you're like, dude, stop. But I, I just want to be good at it, you know, supporting, support them as much as I can, uh, kind of give back to uh, the program that I came out of. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, there's a few other things that we have to go through for that process. Uh, I believe, obviously, CPS requires like background checks and all that stuff. But yeah, with semester two uh, coming up and the potential for a student teacher, uh, at least when I was in grad school, we did 14 weeks, uh, and the first and last week, um, was more just, well, the first week was more just observe and such. And I think by like the middle of that second week, that's when we took over as the primary teacher. And then the final week is really just kind of a victory lap slash handing things off slash, you know, finishing a few things, um, because we had the the Ed TPA, which we we've famously gone into in the early episodes of this podcast, because we were fresh out of that, uh, because we were required to do the Ed TPA, which are those three different three three different tasks. I don't even remember; I repressed it, but it was those those three different tasks or whatever, which was essentially just the National Board certification um, process, but for the sake of getting your license, um, which was not uh, it was horrible, but. Uh, so that was what we spent a lot of our time doing during student teaching. And it was a lot to balance between we had to do our comps to get our master's degree while we were also in our first couple of weeks there. So I remember it was kind of a controversial thing for some teachers in the building that we were starting our student teaching, but then we were, you know, essentially gone right at the the sound of the, the last bell because we had to like go drive all the way down to, uh, uh, the downtown part of the city to be able to take our, our three different exams on three different days. <laughs> uh, I don't miss studying for comps. So I guess point being, I'll be very understanding because I know the program that this particular student teacher, if they do become my student teacher, I know exactly uh, what that's like, unless they've changed things and made it, <laughs> made it better, more um, optimized for, for student teaching. Um, so yeah, who knows? Start of semester two, and I, I've seen a lot of memes about how different teachers are looking forward to, uh, or, or how they're approaching, rather, the start of the new semester, or just simply going back after getting two weeks off, um, which is probably the, the most uninterrupted time I've ever had to truly just be home and spend time with my fiance, spend time with my dog when she's at work. Um, because even during the summer, I'm always at the school. Which I guess is a nice like taste of like what it's going to be like because I've just at the spry age of twenty nine, I've uh, retired from coaching football, so I will no longer be 
spending my summers at the school outside all day every day for for that. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of excited about that. It'd be nice to have my summers, uh, maybe get like a a side job during the summers to help pay for this wedding that's coming up. Uh, so we'll see. Um, I'm going to look dapper as hell though when it comes time for semester two to start because the <laughs> because two days before we go back from break is our engagement shoot. So Katie and I are going to be looking our, I'm going to be trying to be look my best. Uh, Katie always looks her best, but I'll, I'll do my best to match her best. I'll come up short. And yeah, if you don't believe me, there's some students in the past uh, who have, have seen some of the photos uh, that I have on my desk of, of Katie and I. And there's one student, super rude. Uh, she's like, how did he get her? And I'm like, I get it. I agree with you, but ouch. <laughs> Sorry. That's a side note. But uh, I saw this on the subreddit for teachers. Uh, Matt, <laughs> so Matt, Matt actually let me know that I guess we, we posted something on the, uh, the podcast account for, for Reddit on the subreddit Ask Teachers, and it got us banned? I don't know why. I, I think it was asking. It was one of the one of the clips, uh, and we got we got banned from it for some reason. So if you're on the subreddit for for ask teachers, I don't know if there is like a community guideline that was violated. Um, I don't I don't have the app on my phone anymore. But we just we got uh, we got booted from it. Uh, we're still allowed to like look. Can we look at it? I don't know. See, now I, I, I'm not going to look because I have to download the app and I'm not going to do that in real time. But apparently, apparently we are no longer allowed to ask teachers on the subreddit uh, of ask teachers. So this is from the subreddit just teachers because they're fine. Uh, is there a, is there, there's a long way, to, uh, way of getting to this. Is there a vaping epidemic in your school? And this is from lower back pain underscore production or prod. I guess productions is what I assume. Uh, it says, it's great, lower back pain. I work at a charter school. In 14 years, we've never had an expulsion hearing. This year, we've already had seven, all due to vaping. And I want to stop right there because we have, we have at least three students in particular who constantly have vape pens taken away from them and they're constantly being caught vaping. And when I say constantly being caught vaping, I mean like pen to mouth or big smoke cloud coming out of their mouth in class. Just the audacity, like they're sitting in the front row, for example. Uh, I'm hearing this secondhand, of course, uh, from a teacher that's just like, yeah, the audacity of this kid. Uh, no expulsion, barely a suspension. It's more like a pat on the back and here's some Taco Bell um, for those munchies you got. But this year, we've already had seven, all due to vaping. We get emails about students uh, on out-of-school suspension. I'm assuming that's o OSS. And there are kids who have never been in trouble and while I used to freak out and wonder how so-and-so got in trouble, who did they fight, etc., now I know it's just vaping. It's always vaping. I've heard, I've heard that other area schools have already taken a don't ask, don't tell policy and pretend they don't see it. See, that must be what's going on in my school, uh, since it's basically impossible to police anyway. Then I found out recently that most of ours weren't even weed, just nicotine vaping. They're still underage, so it doesn't really matter if you ask me. But So is an entire generation of kids basically smoking now after we thought we killed the smoking industry. And I should point out too, flavor, isn't this what the lawsuit was about with vaping pens? Where it was like they were targeting kids because they have like different flavors. Kind of like those, um, th those like white owl cigars. Those are all like flavored like grape and shit like that. And that's what people would put like 
some lead into that. Uh, my question is, how is it getting in? We have a school with, with metal detectors. How is it getting into the school? You know? I mean, it doesn't go off on the, the metal detector, but it goes through that scanny thing where it shows you the outline of every single object. Now, I don't know. If you see like a, a long cylinder or like a jewel-shaped uh, rectangular brick item <laughs> or just something that looks a lot like a joint and when i say a lot like a joint i mean like it looks like a joint <laughs> like what are you what are we doing maybe it is just a don't ask don't tell because i'm telling you i'm telling you there have been so many issues with drugs at our school everything from kids dealing to we had uh, a few overdoses a few years ago which was super scary um that was more so uh pill form uh, drug abuse or whatever the kid was like selling like some sort of med and then of course uh, that's a major issue but uh, what are we doing why and, and I've we've talked about this before uh, on this podcast where it's like the the lack of adult response or appropriate adult response I should say is the reason this continues to to happen I'm not saying throw in some punitive punishments just for the sake of punitive punishments but I feel like <laughs> But there was a, allegedly a principal a few years ago when kids, underage kids, by the way, again, let's point that out, that weed may be legal in most places, but uh, not if you're underage. Same thing as, as, uh, as drinking. Um, but apparently a principal was saying, well, our students are going through a lot, so that's their way of self-medicating. Huh? What? Um, let's also point out that when I posted the, uh, the, the TikTok clip, on uh, all the different places that will take stuff. Apparently not the subreddit Ask Teachers. Maybe that's what got us. <laughs> Maybe that's what got us. Um, there was a, little, a few people that were offering some good thoughts and some people that were like, shame on you, 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 fucking, you fucking podcaster. Why would you, why would you dare uh, question the parenting habits of, of a parent, an adult, choosing to smoke with their underage child <laughs> in copious amounts? Like, damn, sure. Yeah, I guess. I guess I should. I'm not, I've never been a parent. I don't know, you know, the, the, the kids that are on their iPads at dinner, maybe they've just had enough. So when they're finally like, you know what? I'm really stressed out. Maybe on this next puff, I'll pass to my kid. Uh, maybe they're just at wit's end there. Um, bonding with your kid, again, that's a boundary I don't fully understand. Maybe it's more um, uh, the, the don't ask, don't tell with a lot of parents because, you know, that Oh, they never do that at home. That bullshit you get over the phone or in parent conferences. But uh, yeah, the vaping epidemic, for sure. I, I mean, the big lawsuit about flavored stuff, it's, it's targeted toward kids. But I feel like the schools are fucking failing to protect kids in that case. You know? Kids with like black tar lung and, and shit like that. Uh, kids that we know are high, but they're like, well, if they don't smell it, even if they're acting like they're about to... Uh, pass out because they smoked way too much. We don't do anything, or or non non medical professionals. I'm just gonna say non medical people, because um, I question the professionalism of a lot of adults in many schools. But uh, non medical personnel making decisions about a kid's uh, physical well being when they're under the influence of something, simply because they have a, a a can of Febreze. What? It seems so backward. It seems so dangerous, especially with like the fentanyl outbreak. Like we don't know what's inside of this shit. We don't know what they took. Even if it's not laced with something dangerous like fentanyl, 
We don't know what they took. The policy used to be you call an ambulance, right? Because you don't know what they took. And now it's like, well, I mean, I, I tried to Febreze him, Mr. F. Can you just have them sit in the back of class? Just put their head down and they sleep this off? No! <laughs> I'm not going to be responsible for a kid under whatever influence. I don't know what that's going to be. Any negative, uh, any negative uh, side effects or maybe they're about to OD on something? Absolutely not. So I'll document the shit out of it so that if there's some other adult who uh, essentially greenlit this kid to still go back to class, to still operate, to not get, you know, whatever they might need. And I realize that some people are like, you're overreacting. It's just weed. But I don't know it's just weed. You know? Also, again, they're minors. So, I, you know, that's just me. Um, it's a, for sure a middle and high school problem. I think it's for sure getting worse because of the way that um, different vaping pen things or whatever, they had like different candy flavored, um, whatever you want to call them. But uh, yeah, it's a problem, but it's a problem because we've allowed it to become a problem at the school level. You know, if you don't respond to it, your silence is essentially your, your stamp of approval. You have co-signed saying this is okay. Uh, which is why then teachers become the bad guy and we're the ones that are doing too much because they see the support staff as their friends who are cool and they could probably smoke with them when school's over because they're okay with me showing up to English class super high. It's that fucking loser teacher that has a problem with it. Even my mom says it's cool. What's wrong with my, my, my science teacher? I don't know. Um, also on the subreddit of teachers, uh, this is from EM Stokes 26 uh, this is from about a week ago. Uh, do you think high school teachers have it rougher than elementary school teachers? Since I noticed on this sub, uh, on this subreddit, that the majority of complaints come from high school teachers, at least from my observations. I'm an elementary school teacher and love my job, but I'm also lucky enough to get good admin and decent students. The thought of teaching high schoolers is terrifying to me, especially after hearing all the stories of this subreddit. Do you think high school teachers have it worse? Then they edited it to say it. Uh, the results are in. We are all awesome and deserve to be paid more. But shout out to those middle school teachers. I feel like everyone says that middle school has it the worst. Um, and my point being, I'm not going to you know, go into the comments on this one, uh, is that it's just different. Grass is always greener. That's the easy response for me to say. Um, but essentially, if you, know, you get into a space where there's different problems. I don't have to worry about recess duty or like car line duty and shit like that. But I do have to worry about the fact that kids might be high. And honestly, who's to say that elementary school teachers aren't worried about that? You know? Um, for who has it worse? I really, I don't, I don't, I think we all, <laughs> it's really, it's, it's not so much the age of the kids. It's the mental age of the adults. <laughs> That's the issue. Um, and a friend of mine slash work friend of mine pointed this out where it's like, I, I, I got to a point when I was frustrated and I was like, do my fucking coworkers that are not teachers just want me the fuck out because they always seem annoyed when I'm actually trying to like hold the student accountable or follow the student code of conduct here. And the, the best response um, uh, that I got from her, the, the response I got from her, this is what made the most, uh, the most sense to me. Uh, and it made me feel better, to be honest with you. Uh, but let me find it. It was something to the effect of, I make their job harder despite the fact that it's just their job uh, and they want to take the easy way out. 
Um, which sounds about right. Everyone wants the easy way out, the, the way that you're not supposed to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, this was in one of those like super teacher frustration things. Oh, here it is. Uh, you know how to do your job so well that it forces others to do their jobs better or simply do their jobs. You don't cross any lines that would cause you penalty, but your carefulness exposes the laziness and oversight of others. You potentially create friction with the staff uh, when your issue is with the student. Uh, the staff doesn't dislike you. They just want you to deal with the motherfucker <laughs> head on and fuck the MTSS and student code of conduct policies we pretend to follow for the sake of the network. So yeah, by, by me actually being willing to create friction and hold kids accountable versus other staff are more likely to don't ask, don't tell, sweep it under the rug. This is where I'm getting some friction from adults. And I'm not there to be their friend. Some, some kids uh, mistake teachers as their friend. I'm not that. I got enough friends. We got 140 plus people coming to this wedding. I got enough friends. I don't need some students uh, on that list. So, yeah. Who has it worse? It just depends on the adults around you. That's truly it. Everyone, no one ever quits because of the kids, with a few exceptions. Uh, like that sub that was in, uh, what was that video on YouTube? From It was like Chicago Vocational Academy and Career something or other where that kid was like throwing desks at the sub and like being like, sit your ass down. In that case, yeah, you quit because of the fucking kids. But in most cases, people say, love to the kids, couldn't work with the adults. Or people who leave teaching, it's never because of the kids, it's because of the adults. And it could just be an empty platitude that everyone says, you know, to point out like they're not a monster. But I would say based on my own experience, it's not because of the kids, it's because of the adults. 100% get that. So. That's who's got it worse. People with the worst adults. Um, so, hey, Katie won a vacuum on Instagram, um, which I was like, is it a scam? And no, it actually came. It's like a really cool cordless vacuum. Our, our old vacuum was really on its... I didn't realize how ineffective it was. I knew it was old and crappy. But wow, the stuff that's coming up from our rugs is disgusting. <laughs> We've been living with that for God knows how long. Um, but the fact that Katie was excited about it, and even I was excited about her winning a vacuum. I was like, what year is it? It seemed like the most, like, <laughs> patriarchal, uh, misogynistic, like, oh, I'm so excited my, my soon-to-be wife got a new vacuum. Uh, but honestly, we are, like, excited to, to use it, both of us, where it's like, oh, is it my turn? Like, when, when it's charging, because I will say it's not the best battery life if we're using, like, full suction on, like, the, the carpet slash rug level. Uh, it doesn't last too long, but it gets the job done. If you use it a little bit every day or a little bit every other day, it keeps up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird uh, thing to win. And it, it really, it shows our age because we're in our mid to late 20s and we're excited about winning fucking vacuum. Um, you know, what? I'm here for it. So uh, I like it. Cool new vacuum. We never win anything. I won Darren the Dare Lion at my dare graduation in fifth grade. That was just a random chance drawing, but I never won anything, so I was stoked. There was always this kid named Eric who always won everything. Or he had a brother named Rick. Eric and Rick, oh, that's so mean. Um, they, they always won everything. They were just the kids that you saw, you know, do everything, 
all the random competitions for obstacle courses during like pep assemblies and shit like that. They got everything. But in fifth grade, I won a dare, <laughs> dare and the dare lion uh, instead of Eric and Rick. So eat shit, Eric and <laughs> Rick. Uh, this last one here, uh, I don't remember who sent it to me because I have screenshots here in my notes. But this is from one more time from the subreddit teachers. And this is from S, S Memer line. Smeamer line. I don't know. Uh, and this is a sub left me a review <laughs> uh, of my classroom and sub plans. And right away, I'm like, the audacity of this sub. Uh, I'm sure this is in a, a school district where subs actually are required to, you know, do their sub duties and actually follow a lesson plan because in hours they don't. But uh, this is I took a personal day yesterday. I have my sub plans laid out step by step throughout the day and leave my two aides with all the sensitive information that might be needed. Uh, emergency files, student info, passwords, etc. In the past, <laughs> subs have always loved working in my room and give me big compliments on how I set up sub things. Okay. I even had a sub give me her personal number to call if I ever needed a sub again. I have, <laughs> I have everything laid out ahead of time, ready to go, so it makes their day super easy and my kids aren't too terrible. The two aides I have make everything super easy as well. That, it's, such a, it's more work to get ready for a sub. We all know this. I'd rather suffer through a day being miserably sick than try to make sub plans or something like that while I'm miserably sick because there's always some sort of miscommunication. In a lot of cases, my sub plans are like, it's all on Google Classroom. They started it two days ago. If they spend five minutes of their time, they'll finish it and they can do whatever the fuck they want. And the number of adults and students that are like, yeah, nobody did anything that day. It's like, great. Uh, frustration with subs. That's why I love this one. Uh, they go on to say, today I came back to a page-long written note about what the sub wants next time they're in my room, as if they will ever be in my room again. The list includes a binder of student info so she knows about the kids, a timeline of how the day is supposed to go. This one confused me the most. My sub notes are written down to the minute of what's supposed to be done. <laughs> it's all very specific. And the password to the computer, which I think they listed as one of the things they gave to the sub. Anyway. Uh, they listed pros and cons of how I had everything set up, as well as a wish list of materials she'd like. <laughs> I asked my aides, and they said the sub was a college girl working on her degree in teaching who was pretty rude to them. I'm open to criticism, but the audacity of someone... I said that word. Uh, to come into my classroom and write a review of what makes me... Uh, of, of it makes me chuckle. None of this stuff has anything to do with the kids, and none of it is required by the district. I That's hilarious to me. <laughs> Because normally when you get feedback from a sub, it's always some jaded, like, 37-year vet teacher that's just like, just give them papers to do. Just give them packets and give them busy work. Keep them busy. And then tell them, don't do it or don't do it. I get so much advice where it's like, when I, I used to try to do a mock trial with my sophomores. I've given up uh, this year because this group has been pretty rough. Uh, I just want them to do anything. But I am getting them to write more than last year's group. Um, but the number of times I've had like, in the past few years, I've had like veteran retired teacher subs that are like, yeah, you probably, and this is, you're just trying to do too much with them and just give them paper. That's what I would do. Just have them write down the bold terms and define them in their own words. And I'm like, this is why no child left behind is an issue. This is why we have so many kids that don't know how to read and write because of you motherfucker. But point being. 
I, I love that usually the the feedback I get is do much less and don't give me anything to do. I'm your sub. <laughs> That's what keeps them happy. And it doesn't get done anyway. But this this particular sub who's an aspirational teacher has the audacity to be like, you need to give me more and I need all the information. I'm here for one day and I got a job to do and I'm going to fucking do it. It's just so intense. Uh, they're going to be that teacher, the teacher that my students think I am. But if I were in any other school, I would be the laid back teacher. Uh, but again, it's, it's all about the adults and <laughs> they support you. Uh, so I love that. I thought that was, that was a fun one to end on as we get ready for the new school year. Uh, the audacity of a sub to, to write a review. Uh, someone who's in a position to either get hired or not, again, as a sub, and they're, they're kind of burning bridges here because it's not like they're not going to know the name. Um, I want that sub. Not because I'm going to you know cater to their every whim and need, but I think that would be fun interaction. I would truly enjoy that. So uh, if you want, you can let me know if you, have, if you have your own story. I had a stroke. If you have your own story about a weird instance with a sub, I've had subs that like they were staring through the wall and didn't know where they were and the bell went and I was, let's just say her name is Miss Smith. I'd be like, the class is over, Miss Smith. And they were like my co-teacher sub and they're like, oh, okay. And they just stared blankly. And I was like, you can go to your next class, Miss Smith. She goes, oh, okay. It's on the third floor, Miss Smith. Oh, okay. You're on the second floor right now, Miss Smith. Oh, okay. You need to leave this room and go upstairs to the third floor, Miss Smith. Oh, okay. Right now, Miss Smith. Oh, okay. And then she finally walks out. Like it was one of those situations. So if you have your own like weird substitute teacher thing, whether it's good or bad or surprising or uh, mundane, I don't know, classroombrew at gmail.com or you can reach me on social media, which is at classroombrew. If you want to be on the show, you can also email or reach out on there to get some video clips and stuff like that. We have it on YouTube and TikTok. Again, just give us a search. You'll find it. And if you want to get more Classroom Brew, some bonus content, behind the scenes, bonus episodes, Patreon merch and stuff like that, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash classroombrew. I think there's a $2, a $4, and a $7 tier. I think that upper tier gets you like the t-shirt, the shot glass, the koozie, the, there's a coaster, pretty much anything drink related, we've got it. Because we're, we're a podcast about classroom stuff, teaching stuff, and drinking about it because we're going to cry if we don't. So. Uh, thank you so much. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to it. Uh, if you are returning, thank you so much. And if you are going to be here next week, which I hope you are, uh, I will see you then. But until then, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew. Classroom Brew on Patreon. Koozies and coasters, shot glasses, bonus content, and voting power. Lish Cromwell. 
from Minnesota has a thousand classrooms. That shit is crazy, but that's Minnesota. Leo Sanchez got a lot of land. He's been on the pod. It was really grand. He's teaching in person during COVID. Sabrina Bachman from Ohio teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner. James Biner, that's fucking right, James Biner. Sandy Montoya from California, Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy, big time podcast man. Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley, she's from Florida, War PPE. For her staff photo, that's Melinda, Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley. Classroom crew, check it out on Patreon.com.